The nerves. Tired, bro. That was fire, Dude, bro. That hey. was fucking you want to keep going? Yeah. I'm so nervous. They treat me like I'm worthless. <laughs> yeah, I never scratch yeah. the surface. I'm truly a burden. Catch me sipping bourbon. In the whip, I'm swerving. Lately, I've been hiding behind the curtains of my emotions, and I'm sipping on. So I crawled out, I legit look up, and he's got this big fucking drum, and he's just pouring it all over me. It's getting in my face and shit. I'm freaking and the fuck fuel. out. It's fuel. It's legitimate Jesus. fuel. He had a lighter in his pocket. If he wanted, I would have been dead. And I was sitting there like, fuck, this is crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to the Human Observer Podcast. Welcome to the only podcast that deals in the real and does the dope every single time. I'm your host, LB. And I'm Paz. And we want you to sit back and relax with your pack of zigzags. No, do whatever you <laughs> want to do while we take you on a journey to the heart of the Austra Australian underground hip-hop. Catch us on a Wednesday at 11 a.m. every week, guys. We're just growing. We're getting started. Jump on the bandwagon and be awesome to have you as part of the THO family. We're going to kick it off how we do every week and we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which we meet and pay mm -hmm. our respects to elders past, present and emerging. Absolutely. And a quick shout out to show sponsor, right? Press the button. 20 large. <laughs> <laughs> 20 large, yes. You can go and... You can, you can go and cop the lovely T-shirts that yep. we're wearing and dress as official THO staff with mm. the freshest of gear. Cop it over at 20large.bigcartel.com. Mm. Uh, and plenty of other dope styles. Go and support the people that support your favourite podcast. Yeah, support local business, support your boys. Get on it. Let's go. LB, who are we talking to today? Brother, mm. I'll tell you what. Yeah. This one has been one that I've been looking forward to. We yeah. have the yeah. one, the only, Devious Us in the building, uh, brother. Cheers out to me, boys. Cheers out to brother. We appreciate your time and effort much to respect. actually get here. Yeah, and respect. then, you know, straight up on Front Street, this is going to be another uh, back by popular demand or yes, here by popular demand. Here by demand. popular demand. Yeah, okay. yeah that's correct. Uh, yeah, we yeah. ran a po po poll earlier this year yep. and, and your name was one of the ones that just got mentioned over and over again. Yeah, so, right. Pabs, what do you want to learn this episode, brother? Bro, I want to learn what it feels like to nearly be lit on fire. Go <laughs> 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 straight into it. Go straight into it. <laughs> I knew that you had that, right? <laughs> Bro, okay, so so we, we've had some conversation prior to. <laughs> but no, 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 bro. I, look, I want to I wanna, um, learn a little bit more about... Um, uh, I guess you know your past and yeah. you know what 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 stuff you've been through because there there is a big difference between you and a vast majority of the artists that have come through this pod. Okay, yeah. and we're going to touch on that. Well, I want to understand how does that upbringing that's so vastly different to a lot of the guys that have come through yep. influence your music, right? For real, um, that's not a question. I'm I'm, I'm just I'm just yeah, laying yeah. out what I want to find out, yeah. right? But yeah, LB, yeah. what what do you want to find out? I, you know, I would like to know. Uh, there seems to be a prevalence of uh, genre blending, uh, yep. genre variety. Yep. I want to know um, what that looks like in the everyday sense of being an artist, being a creator, yep. and how the fuck you balance those things, and where the inspiration is drawn. And 50 other things that perhaps will chip me about if I ask you a much longer intertwined question. Yeah. Okay? I'm making some adjustments on the fly <laughs> so, here. So, Sorry, so bro, on. that's that's what I want to know. I want yeah. to know what that creative process looks Absolutely. like and how you manage it day to day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, bro, let's, let's kick this off because, okay, so as I alluded to earlier... You've had a, a quite a different upbringing to a lot yeah, of the artists that have come sure. through, and what that revolves around, right, is that um, your parents, yep, they're still together, yep, and they're still like your number one supporters, right? Like, and that's and that's so, dope. That's oh fuck, bro, that's that, the button. That, that is that's dope. <laughs> fuck it, oh, fuck it, oh. fuck it. Oh. Yeah, so bro, you know, t tell us a little bit about that, like, you know, um, well, ever since I was probably about five, six years old, yeah. My parents knew straight away I was going to be into the music scene. Yes. I got photos of when I was a kid, like uh, dressing up with me friends, being yeah. in a yeah. pretend band, making music That's and stuff mad. like that. But um, yeah, when it comes to my family, I'm quite blessed in that regard. Yeah. I had a lot of other stuff go down in the family, which really pushed me 
into like the mental health, depression, all that sort of shit okay. at a young age. Yes. Um, I was five years old, lost me little brother. That oh, shit. Damn. Yeah, that shit was hard. Fuck. Bro. Um, but that just made me grow as a person yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, gave me like empathy towards yeah. other people when they would go through that sort of struggle. Yeah, for real, bro. Yeah. That, that, yeah, deeply emotional stuff. Yeah, Holy shit. Sure. Jesus but, um, Christ, bro. Yeah, had, had that happen. I was, um, yeah, five years old. My brother was born, survived like two, three hours, got to the hospital with my dad, uh, got him handed to me, and unfortunately he was gone at that point. So that shit messed with me a bit at a young age. Like sometimes I wish I never actually was there and got to hold him because sure. I feel like that was like the starting Connection. point for mental health and shit like that. Right. Yeah, But um, you, it definitely bro. definitely made me grow as a character. But um, yeah, when I was, yes, about seven or eight, started writing poetry all the time you know wow. that was just me venting yeah like i still have um my old fucking books just full of poetry of when i was a kid it's mad to go uh, go through sometimes but um yeah so when i was like 12 that's when i first started freestyling and shit like that and um as we were talking about before like it's just sad shit that i was just yes. rapping about and shit like that but um, it definitely helps. But yeah, when it comes to family, I'm quite blessed in that regard. Yeah. I have my family still together, but we've definitely gone through some. Bro, shit what a way a to family. express it, eh? Blessed. Well, yeah. I want to dial. Yeah, okay. I just want to. I want to dig in a little bit there because yeah. that's okay. really fucking interesting. And thanks for sharing, bro. That's no, not good, easy. Bro, um, like you said that when you first started freestyling, or rather when you first started writing. Yeah. Um, you were kind of digging into that well of sadness and, yeah, and yeah. you know, like that. I wonder how, what, what was your influence at that point around hip hop? Was that the same type of music, like the sad rap yeah. shit? Um, yeah, when, or you tell me, bro, because I'm just, I, yeah. you know, I'm interested. Yeah. When I, so when I first started writing poetry, it wasn't even hip hop. Mm. It was just, right. it was just random. So shit, tell us just... how you got into the poetry, then, bro. Because yeah, what, 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 does, yeah. what does it like a seven or eight year old's poetry look yeah, like? Bro. Uh, <laughs> fucking, the funniest shit I have a um, is it like roses and red violets? And no, no, it's some weird shit. I wrote wow. a, I wrote poetry, and the main one I remember it was called Rats in Hell. And it's just the fucking weirdest thing. It's just about rats flying through hell, which makes no fucking sense wow. whatsoever. But I'll just write random shit like that. I was like really into writing stories as well, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I didn't actually get into hip hop until I was yeah twelve years old. So hold on, just sorry, just Don't. rewind a little bit with with the um. Do you feel like like all of your writing at the young age was kind of just like? more learning how to structure things and stuff like yes, that. Definitely. And like, so definitely. there wasn't much of a, a an actual substance to it. It was more yeah. like, just like, you just enjoyed writing. Yeah. I just enjoyed writing. Wow. I, yeah. I wouldn't even call that stuff music. Sure. I just didn't like some of the stuff didn't even rhyme. Eh? Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. just, it was just, I'd be bored. I'd write something. I'd feel happy. Creative yeah. outlet. Yeah. Yeah. Creative, creative outlet. From a young age. Yeah. Okay. I've just I'd always been into it. I'd feel happy. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I like that. Right. Like yeah. um, okay, bro. So, like, tell me then, and this question we, we, we try and lean away from in these episodes, but I feel like it's important in context. Yeah. What was your first experience with rap, bro? Because I'm trying to see the correlation between yep. your your sad rapping um, and, and, you know. Poetry. Um, yeah. Poetry and your influences. So, so what rap were you listening to? Um, so when I first got into rap, it was mainly Eminem. Yeah. Um, there you go, first started listening to him. And so that was when I first started listening to actual, to Eminem when I was probably like 10, but yes. as I was saying before, I didn't freestyle or rap till I was 12. Mm. So I started off with Eminem and then my cousin Shani got me into Cursor mm. and I went from Cursor to 360 and that's where yeah. I found Oz Rap. Mm. And then I was just got straight into Oz Rap. I remember listening to Decor. Like they yeah. were fucking right. I was like heavily into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was never into it at first. I just listened to rock and that's all I listened to. And then as soon as, yeah, my cousin showed me curse, I was like, fuck, this shit's sick. And I just <laughs> fell in love with it straight away. Wow, that's awesome. Bro, that is interesting. Yeah. What a what a what an interesting way to fall into your artistry and, and yeah, to express sure. yourself through firstly poetry yep. and, and storytelling. Yeah. And now you're basically, you've blended those two things together, poetry yeah. and storytelling with yeah. a beat. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. That's a rap. That's a rap. That's a rap. Okay. So, so like, um, your, 
uh, writing style, it seems to be very well, like like Lunchy described it, and we talked about before yep. the shows, like like sad raps, and yep. you, even you described it as that. Um, yep. You know, like where do you think that comes from? Um, I don't know. It's just because like. Well, all the shit I went through as a kid, it's mm. just music was the only thing that helped. Yeah. Whether I was listening to it or making it, yeah. it's just music was just an outlet. Yeah. It helped in every way possible. And then I, my friends started getting into writing music for the same reason, because mm. they were going through shit. And, like, when I was younger, we had, like, a few groups that we were making, you know, nothing serious. We just were having fun with it. Like, some of my mates that were rapping don't rap at the moment. Sure. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was just a outlet for my mental health, you know, just putting mm. me mental health into writing and then hoping that um, someone can pick it up, listen to it, and then it helps them as well. Like that's yeah, the main right. focus now is helping other people. Interesting. That is dope. Very bro. interesting. Um, that, that's really cool um, that you've got that attitude that you might be able to share wisdom through yep. your ultimate uh, grieving process and and your coping mechanisms now. That That's Mm. That is cool, bro. That's yeah. really cool. And, and it speaks a lot about your character. Yeah, for um, sure. And and you talked about um being empathetic. Yeah. Um and that that that's just an extension of that. Right? Yeah. You're still looking out for people. That that yeah, okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. Um I am impressed by what I hear when I listen to your music because you, you are one of those ones that put your heart's heart into your songs. Yep. Um but bro, there is something interesting about your style overall. Yep. And that is that you don't necessarily have a style. Yeah. I, I don't. Are, yeah there's there's like are, hard you, techno. Yeah, yeah. On, on your, so on your so let's, YouTube let's, channel, let's right? list off the genres just quickly, bro, yeah, because right. you got your your emo rap. Yeah, right. emo rap. Yeah. Then I've got obviously my normal rapping. So emo rap will fall into like alternative rock. Yes. My normal rapping. Then I've found indie rock. Yes. Um, starting to get into punk now. Yes. But I haven't really start, started that properly, so I won't count that. Uh, I've done hard style. I've done drum and bass. I've done Russian hard bass. I've done hyper pop uh, and glitchcore. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, For our older listeners, this all falls under the umbrella of EDM. Yeah, yeah. It, it, pretty, it pretty much does. It's, it's the exact same shit, pretty much. Just different BPM. That's my ignorance, bro. Yeah, no, no. You're, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. But, um, yeah, so that's probably about, yeah, eight different genres right. of trying. Unbelievable. Who, Unbelievable. Who produces your music? Um, so at the start, I was producing it. Yes. Um, and then I worked with a dude from Newcastle named Hugh Jones. Okay. Uh, goes by Fox Control. I think okay. he does. Um, and then I started working with a dude from Sydney, I think he is, or maybe Brisbane, called Zach Sutton. Okay. Um, I got into, like, got my emo rap, like, alternative rock beats from him. Yes. And then my, like, techno stuff, that's from one of my mates called Ryan. His uh, musician name's Catalyst. Yes. He um, just, yeah, makes that stuff. And one day I was like, oh, fuck, I want to rap over that. Yeah. It's like, all right, yeah, come through. And then, yeah, we made like a free track, free tracks out of it. Yeah, man. Bro, that's real. Once again, really, really cool. Eh? How long have um, you been posting like music? Uh, I only started releasing music when I was 15. Okay. And mm -hmm. you're 20? Yeah, 20 now. 20 yeah, now. Just yeah, turned so 20 last month. Five years. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah, cheers. Month. Cheers. Yeah. Respect. respect. Um, bro, it's. Um, I'm stuck on the the, the variety thing yeah. still, right? Yeah. Like I um, I feel like you can see the the growth pattern within the music that you've released. Yeah. Um, like everybody else, your your first track that you released. Yeah. To now. Yeah. What's impressive is you've grown across all of those genres. Yeah, for sure. Not just one. Yeah. Mm. And I I I stick to that because, bro, like mastering hip hop, if there is such a thing as mastery, would be difficult enough. And you're kind of shooting for the fucking bleachers here, bro. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you do you feel like you're being pulled in any particular direction? Yeah, that's no, a good just, question, bro. Uh, do you have a preference? No. Nah, so it's it's weird. Um. So a few of my fans and like like my old man, for example, who'll be like, "Oh, you emo rock like." My grunge, like emo rap stuff, he's like, that's the shit yeah. that's doing really good numbers wise. Stick sure, to that, sure. you know? And I'm like, no, nah, like, I enjoy doing it, but I just want to try everything. Yeah. Like, I'll Peacock's hear. has got to fly. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll right. legit, I'll probably, after this, I'll hop in the car, put a song on, and I'll be like, oh, 
I want to make that song. And it'll probably yeah, be right. Creedence Clearwater, right? Yeah, yeah. I will put that on. I will put that on for sure. No, I'll, I'll let you just listen to anything and be like, fuck, I, I like that sound. I want to try and implement that sound into my yeah. own. I want to try and work on that. But um, the uh, the person who's helped me with that the most, I'd say, would be my my bro, Sabrigo. Okay. Like, he produ- he's produced Shout probably... out. Yeah, he's a legend. He's fucking probably produced... I'd say a good 60, 65% of my music. Yeah, right. He produced uh, one of my biggest songs. He produced um, the dream pop song that I dropped a month ago. He's just produced, he is producing. It isn't just one sound. He produces fucking everything. Yeah, Like my album that I dropped early this year called Different, he produced, I think it was 10 tracks out of 16. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, so he's just crazy. He fucking That's makes dope. all sorts of shit. Then he'll mix and master it for me. You know, it's all done in his and room. So it's crazy. By by default, then, do you find um, that he's uh, – see, and we talk about this quite a bit as well, right, consistency as far as production and um, particularly production. Have you found that you're – by doing that 10 out of 16 tracks that those 10 tracks sort of have they, they're kind of thematic of the album yes yeah yes see that's important isn't it yes. like mm. oh well maybe it's not I, I think it's important right <laughs> yeah, like, I, I love I, I love working with him he's a singer too he yeah. does like a lot of indie rock sort of stuff now. He used to do like emo rap, but now it's like more indie than anything. Yeah, right. Wow. So he's kind of had the experience yeah. that you're having. Yeah, yeah. So um, wow. me, me and him met through a weird thing. So I had one chick hit me up and she was like, oh, like I've been listening to your music. I think you'd like this dude. And he only lived about 40, 50 minutes away from me. Got his Snapchat a message him. I'm like, hey, what's up? Do you want to make music together? So we made, I think we made an EP that never got released. We made an EP just over the phone. Yeah, right. Some songs of it, or two songs off it got released, but the rest didn't. They just weren't that good. Okay. Um, And we made that and we're like, oh, fuck, we got to meet up now. Met up, came to a studio. I was like, oh, fuck, let's make some new music now. (laughs) And yeah, the rest is history. I love working with them. I think now we've got about eight or nine songs collaboratively together. Yeah, yeah, right. But, um, yeah, you got your favourites. Like, yeah, 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 for sure. It's funny yeah, how like... that works, bro. You you mentioned that, you know, some of those tracks won't see the light of day. You just yeah. don't feel like they were up to standard. Yeah. Um, and, and typically, you know, we have this conversation, we skirt around it a little bit, but how many tracks would you say that you've recorded that, um, you know, you've shelved that indefinitely? Um, well, just in this last year, probably about 15. Yeah, and, isn't that interesting, right? But like, in total, probably a good fifty. Yeah, maybe more. Wow. I've, yeah, I've got yeah. I've got like half an album we that talk I've been about, sitting on for years. We talk about it a bit as well, right? Like with the artists that come through, and they another typical trade of artists is to actually have a an, a, an initial body of work yep. that they'll then delist. Yeah, you know what I mean, because they feel like their style is progressing to a point that, yep. um, you know. That they're just moving so far ahead that they kind of erase their history. But yeah. Pabs and I are kind of junkies for that stuff, that yeah. the lost archive, if yeah. you will, you know, like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I love finding uh, unreleased music from artists. That's yeah. why I made a second SoundCloud account called DVSR 2.0. Yeah, and right. that's just all my unreleased music that I actually like that I'll post there, but there's still yeah. heaps that I haven't. But um, yeah, I love, I love unreleased shit. Um, especially like all the unreleased Juice World, unreleased Little People, all that sort of shit. Mm. A lot of unreleased Oz rap as well, which is just fucking great as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely, bro, absolutely, bro, fucking hell, man. I, I tell you what, this is um, this is an interesting episode because, like, you know, you you've been like you've started making music at the age of you said about twelve. Yeah. By the age of fifteen, you're publishing. Yeah. Right. And then for the last five years, solid, bro. The work rate is there. Yeah, sure. right. Cheers, cheers. Yeah, and and like I, I just wonder, like, I just wonder what happens if you actually did focus on a genre, bro. Like, I, you know, have you thought about that? I, I have. So yeah. as I was talking about before with the old man and some of my fans saying, "Oh, stick to the emo rock, like yes. emo rap stuff. That's what's doing well numbers yeah. wise. Stick to that." Like sometimes I think, "Oh, I got to stick to that if yeah. I really want to make it." But then I'm just like, nah, I just don't really care if I make it or not. I'm just okay. happy they just make music. Um, so that's but, awesome too. Right? Yeah. One thing I've learned though is um, so that album I was talking about before, Different, that I dropped at the start of the year, 
it done well, but it didn't do as good as it could because there was probably about six to seven different genres just in that album. I see. So people will be listening to it for the emo rock and then they'll get to like my Hyperpot song and they're just like, ah, I'm going to turn it off. I'm not even going to bother listening to the rest. And that's one thing uh, 23 actually told me. So shout out to him. He said, "Um, when you're you're doing an album, just make the album the one genre. Yes. And then fucking if they like that sound, they can listen to the whole album then. Yeah, yeah, So the next album I'm going to be releasing hopefully in February or March next year is just strictly emo rock. Okay, oh, but but the awesome. interesting thing about this is that like you said, you don't care if you make it or no, not. Yeah, I couldn't be bothered. You you're actually really only making music. I just just it. for yourself. I love really. it, man. Like yeah. as I was saying before, to you is about just wanting to help people. Yeah, like, that's yeah, that's yeah. all well, it is really. It sounds like it's been music's been a bit of a catalyst on your healing journey. Oh, definitely. And so definitely. you have a different connection and a different motivator. Yeah. When it comes to your music production, it's, it's so just, that that in itself is really interesting because we all do it for different reasons, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and I think music is a really personal journey, regardless of your reason, right? Yeah, it's definitely. Not often you'll hear definitely. a sound go, they just want to sell records, like, yeah, like yeah. in the origin stories I'm yeah, talking about, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, like, that's that's fucking cool. But I the wonder music if you, does that for you, bro. Yeah. Have you have you thought you want to help people, right? Yeah, but if you got big. Could probably help more yeah, people. Look, it, right, it would, so, look if if I got famous, it like yeah. came uh, became famous off music, it would be sick. I'd yeah. be happy with it. You'd but be, it's not really the uh, thing, the I'm, driving force. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I, I'm as I was saying before, I do it for me and helping others. Yes, but I will be honest. At the start, it was for helping me. Yeah, and then when I got a few messages from a few fans saying, "Oh, you fucking saved my life. I've quit pills wow. because of you and shit wow. like that." Like that shit just yeah. worked me the fuck up. Yeah. Like, I've got one fan. I've actually met him. He's a really cool dude. Mm. Um, he texts me. This was probably, like, late last year, early mm. this year. He's like, man, I got off the pills because of you, rah, rah. You've wow. helped me turn my life around just from listening to your music. And I was mm. just like, holy fuck, like, how can I – like, how have I done that? Like, yeah. how – is a kid who what lives in a I small, created? yeah, exactly right. Like, <laughs> how's a small, like, how's a kid from a small bush town, you know, yeah. who just like fucking smoking weed and making music help save some kid's life, you know? Like, wow. it's just, it's crazy to think that's about, and dope. that's the driving force now. It's just Heavy trying to help people. The ground, brother. It's yeah. um, you don't know what you're doing for the people around you half the time. That's a really important message, yeah. right? Mm, <laughs> sure, far out, um, bro. So, I mean. You know, you, your life seems to be riddled with the, like Pablo made mention that, yes, and you may mention, supportive family, fantastic. Yeah. You've had your own share of pitfalls. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, fuck yeah. Do you like the smell of gas? No. <laughs> no. I do no, not like I do because not like you it. You shared a story with us earlier that yeah. fucking Pabs and I almost fell over. Yeah. Um, take the reins, bro, because this, I will say trigger warning, if you are sensitive to topics around being burnt alive. This yeah. may trigger you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very full-on story. Bro, tell us, please tell us. Yeah, I'll dish it all out as much as I can. But um, so, yeah, I was 16 at the time. It was for my mate's 17th birthday, so I went to his place. House party. Yeah, house party. Right on. Um, so I went there with my missus at the time. Um, we're just fucking, you know, chilling, drinking, just fucking rapping, you know, just yeah, doing the usual. Doing the thing. And um, I ended up going to bed with me missus in our tent out the back at about, I think it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, something like that. Anyways, we're just fucking laying there trying to sleep. I hear this dude, it was me best mate's stepdad, the host stepdad or whatever, knocking on the tent and he's like, oh, hey, I need some weed. I was like, oh, mate, I've got none. I said, all I've got is free cones left. He's like, I want it. I was like, no, nah, I'm not giving it to you. He's like, oh, I need it for the nephew. I'm like, mate, I'm not giving it to you. He's like, all right, I'll burn you alive then. And I laughed because I was like, ah, oh, you know, like me and this dude have gotten along before. Like he's not going to do that, you know, and it's just banter. I, that's all I thought it was. Sure. So I was just like, yeah, whatever. Anyways, him and the nephew uh, unclip the tent, falls on top of me and me misses. I turned the hair. I was like, oh, you wait here. I'll crawl out. I'll put the tent back up. So I crawled out, I legit look up, and he's got this big fucking drum, and he's just pouring it all over me. It's getting in my face and shit. I'm freaking and the fuck fuel. out. It's fuel. It's legitimate Jesus. fuel. He had a lighter in his pocket. If he wanted, I would have been dead. And I was sitting there like, fuck, this is crazy, you know, not knowing what the fucking do. And um, 
I look at him. Bro, do, only... you, do you just leg it? Nah, nah. I, I fucking. <laughs> I, like, I sat I'm there. getting this far away from that lighter. No, as I, can. I, I, <laughs> I fucking sat there and I looked at him and I said, "This is assault against a child." I said, "You know, I was just using all these technical words and yeah. like, mate, this is assault against a child. You get done for this, rah rah." He's like, oh, "I don't fucking care, rah rah. Who the fuck do you think you are bringing drugs to my house?" And at that point, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, cunt, you, you were just fucking asking. Not you give them to me. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> fucking right. I'm like, what, what's the fucking point, man? What like, what are you trying man. to do? So as I'm, like, going off at him, like, this is assault against a child and all that shit, um, you, I just saw in his eyes, man, just something just switched. Like, I think he was on ice or some shit for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. so he just dove on top of me starts fucking choking me he's put his knees on me chest and he's just fucking wailing me man just laying in the face and i'm not gonna lie i was just laughing because when i get real scared i just laugh because i don't know what to do reaction <laughs> yeah is to laugh, sure. yeah exactly right so i'm just laughing away and then i see my missus start crawling out of the tent she screams at him grabs him and says get the fuck off him then he turns and just clocks her Mm. And then that's when it hit me. I was like, okay, this is an serious. Uh, yeah, situation. this is. Yeah, I was like, fuck, I need to do something. So since he turned, it wasn't the fuel. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, yeah, no, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't someone yeah. like up until this point. Yeah. It was just an unconventional bar. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. now oh, we're getting real. Yeah, well, as soon as no, he, for real, bro, go on. So. No, no, you're right, you're right. But yeah, as soon as I saw him hit me, misses, I was like, okay, this is on. Like that's, that's not on. fucking right, you know. Yeah. So um, since he's turned to hit her, I was able to get out from under him. And then I get up, um, I'm like, fucking come on, rah, rah, you know, like actually squaring up to him proper and fucking we're both drunk. He comes running at me, tackles me into the tent. I fucking roll over the top of him. I put my knees onto his fucking neck, start fucking putting my thumbs in his eyes and said, I'll fucking kill you if you touch me or me misses again. Mm. Fair then enough. the nephew I was talking about before fucking grabbed me off, like grabbed the back with me, yeah. pulled me off and then fucking laid me out. And then the instigator, the one who started it, just stomped on me fucking head. Mm. Anyways, my missus has run off to the fucking house, to the top house, to where everyone is. Like, help, help, Reef is getting attacked, rah, rah. So fucking, my best mate comes out, my other mates come out, they're all watching, like, what the fuck's going on? Um, My best mate's mum comes out, tries fucking grabbing him off me, and fucking he just fucking like, pushed her off, and she's like, ah, oh, fuck, I've tried, rah, rah, fucking, fucking, rah, rah. I've done what rah, I can do, <laughs> yeah. I'm leaving. I, I, feel, I feel for her because I, I don't yeah. know what goes on there, you know what no, I mean? 100%. But, but I, I can't touch too much on their whole re- relationship because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's me best mate and that. But um, I was just so fucking spun out, and then this third dude, um, he was the neighbour, I think. He fucking, you know, got us split apart. You know, I'm looking at old mate who just tried fucking killing me. And I said to him, I said, oh, look, shake my hand. I'll pack up my camp gear and I'll fucking leave. And mm-hmm. he's like, nah, I'm not shaking your fucking hand. I was like, all right, fucking I tried. So I start walking off. He goes to fucking hit me in the back of the head. Me mate, uh, Brave, shout out Brave, fucking joins in. Uh, so we fucking start yelling and all that shit. And um, then I got chased out to the fucking front road. Me, One of my mates, Cody, fucking called the cops. And I was like, fuck's sakes, i got to deal with all this shit now. So he called the cops. My missus called the cops. So two fucking paddy wagons turned up. Then the ambos turned up. They had to fucking wash me all off, all that fucking shit. Um, I'm not even kidding. Uh, there's this fucking copper named Constable Kate, right? Fucking she comes up to me and she does this. You know, none of this would have happened if you didn't have weed, right? <laughs> and ever since then, I was just don't, don't fucking, yeah, don't, don't ever, don't really like cops for that. But disenfranchised. Like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> fuck you, like trying to push ah. the blame on me. And um, then she's like, oh, do you want to ride in the back of the paddy wagon and see what it's like to be a criminal? Like, I'm the fucking person who started it. Yeah, and, sure, as long as you drop me at home. Get me the fuck out of there. <laughs> But um, by that time, um, I ended up calling my parents. My parents came rushing down. Uh, Dad came down. We're all chatting about it. Cops were there at that point. Um, and then fucking, yeah, I wasn't, it was like, it wasn't really an AVO, but I wasn't allowed near his property and he wasn't allowed near mine. It yeah, wasn't bro, like a written a thing or arrangement. anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Like it wasn't a written thing or anything, but yeah, we just weren't allowed near each other. So I was never able to go to my mate's place bro, for that's fucking insane. years. insane. Like yeah. that is the definition of attempted murder. Yeah, yeah, fucking oath. He, um, since it went through the cops and all that shit, I ended up having to write a statement, unfortunately. Fucking, I knew nothing was going to get done about it. Like the way I see it, he was a professional criminal. He knew the right things to say to get him out of there. He kept telling the coppers that I was giving his fucking daughter drugs. His daughter was probably like fucking eight, nine years old, maybe. Yeah bit older at the time so it's just saying all that shit the cops were against me 
And then when the old man turned up, they had to get my old man uh, to go down to the back to pick up the tent and all that shit. Then when the cops went down there and they saw the tent, it's legit like a fucking pool of petrol. Then they saw it and they're like, oh, okay, this dude's fucked, all right? It's not the it's not the kid that was starting shit. So the cops ended up coming up to me and they were cool. Constable Kate, she didn't talk to me. There was a dude named Constable Taylor. He was fucking sweet. He was good bloke. Yeah, right. um, but yeah, ended up getting dealt with. It was all sweet, but... um. Yeah, it just makes room a crazy what a story. story eh? But uh, yeah, ne- nearly got murked by out. a fucking thirty-six-year-old over free cones of weed. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a bit fucking wild. Yeah, jeez. But, yeah, uh, from, from memory, I all he got s- was community <clears throat> service for fucking thirty hours, and that's all he got. So he did cop a rap, a little bit of a rap. Yeah, but just but fucking thirty yeah, hours like of community service. Bro, you'd have to be happy with that if you were him, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Fucking, uh, fucking hell! Don't do drugs, kid. Right? <laughs> Unless it's weed, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. weed's good for you. Weed's good for you. Weed's good for you. Yeah, just not in those situations. <laughs> well, it wasn't the weed, bro. It was the ice. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, to this day, I don't know what his go was, what he was on, because I'm not even kidding, bro. Fucking only probably three hours before, like 11 o'clock at night. I'm fucking sitting around the table, around the fire and that, just rapping. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, man, this is fucking heaps good. I know Some a flip. DJ. I know a DJ. I can get you these connections. And then three hours later, he's trying to fucking kill me. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, just, something bro. just flipped in him, man. Oh, something just, yeah. yeah, it was fucking wow. weird. It was weird. Well, I'll tell you what, let's oh. let's flip the script here a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, in terms of like drug use and alcohol and yeah. that, has, has that ever been a problem for you? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah? Fuck bro, yeah. Press the button. What? We're going deep. Yeah, no, we're going. No, that, that comes later. <laughs> okay. That comes later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, now I had um, I've struggled with like I've been addicted to weed probably since like I started smoking daily when I was fourteen. Yeah. But to this day, I don't really see it as the biggest problem because I don't smoke before work. I don't smoke before shit I have to do, you know, yeah. I only smoke just to get to sleep. Yes. Um, You're a functioning addict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. functioning addict. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, worst thing, though, is alcohol. Like, that's the – I've just – last week was my first um, six, uh, five days off alcohol in over a month. Wow. I was fucking – last year, I was probably drunk for 90% of it. I've, I was drinking daily for fucking ages. Ever since I started working full-time, I was just drinking and drinking and drinking. And, um, like, at the start of my apprenticeship when I first started, I was 88 kilos, and the heaviest I got to was at the start of this year. I was 120 just from fucking drinking just all the time, especially because it's a VB. VB's got the most carbs in it. Yeah. I was just drinking fucking probably about eight – are those Monday the Thursday, and then Jeez. anywhere from fifteen to twenty on a Friday and Saturday night. So your relationship yeah. with alcohol, bro, I'm really interested just to touch on quickly, like talking about environmental or, yeah. or model behavior or whatever. Like, <clears throat> how how did you land on alcohol, bro? Like, well, how did you establish your habit with alcohol? Um, well, I, I started like first tried alcohol when I was twelve. Only started drinking regularly, as I was saying, when I first started work. But the reason I started drinking regularly is because when I started my um, apprenticeship, I got told I was going to get drug tested, mm. so I had to give up weed. So yeah, I gave up oh, weed for three yeah, weeks, and yeah, so I just started fucking drinking daily I because I quit weed for three weeks. I needed something, you Advice, know. Yeah. yeah, so sort the witch for the bitch, as they say. <laughs> so um, yeah, started drinking, and then I uh, got three weeks into my apprenticeship. I was like, fuck, like I need a cone. You know, I'm fucking yeah. freaking out. Went up to my supervisor. I was like, hey, do I have to do a medical? Like, do I have to do a drug test? He's like, no, we don't do none of those. I was like, fuck, like, fuck's sakes. Went home that Arvo, still drank, but fucking got stoned as well. And straight after that, it was just both hand in hand, just drinking and smoking. Jeez. And yeah, it's fucking, where, where shit I got into was drinking. Um, I, I had a problem with Xanax when I was younger. So sometimes I still do. I haven't done it for six months. I try to steer clear from it now because yeah. I was fucking... I love me Zans and me Oxys and me Codeine and okay. all that shit. I was fucking heavily into it. I yeah. loved it too much. And what is so many? I, I want to continue. Like have that? Hey? It, it's like, the Zandemic, we, man. We, yeah, we legit yeah. had a Zandemic. Like so many fucking like not just artists, but as you're saying, young people. So many p- young people were getting on Zans. And I think it was brought into the pop culture zeitgeist. Yeah, a little bit. Um, with hip hop and mm-hmm. some of the the newer artists, yeah, um, for sure. I'm not going to say that I blame hip hop entirely, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I do think that they that it, it does have a little well, answer for when you're talking in about many it. other forms of music, cultural yeah. norm as far yeah. as cultural norms go. Yeah. Hip hop certainly normalised the use of Xanax in in mm. entertainers and young people. Um, 
But, bro, like to round that out because I don't want to – I really don't want to be in a position where this podcast is sort of advocating this shit. I want yeah. to know a little bit about the, the, the impact that this alcohol and drug use have had on you in, in a retrospect, bro. So, like, tell us a little bit about – like, how has that been impacted you, bro? These these different, you know, alcohol, yeah. weed addiction, and zannies. Yeah, it was. Um, it's impacted me in a lot of ways. Like, un- unfortunately, it helped. Obviously, through depression and all that shit, it helped me a lot through stress. Yeah, self medicating. Yeah, so it, it helped in that regard. But uh just you know, like as we were talking about before, like I'm blessed with the family I have. I was just being a fucking black sheep, you know. Like my parents didn't judge me, but the outside of the family were quite concerned. They never judged, but were just mm. like, "Oh, you need help, rah rah." And fucking, I lost friends from it, you know. Fucking, because I was probably I think I was 14 or 15 when I done Xanax for the first time because one of my mates was stealing them off his mum. I don't even know how his mum got them. He told me his mum was prescribed them, but I don't believe that because I don't think you can even get prescribed them in Australia. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he was getting them and he was legit fucking, he gave me like 17 Zans for fucking three grams of weed, you know, which was, yeah, that was right. a fucking great deal. Yeah. So that was the first time I tried them. I done them at school because I was a fucking dickhead. <laughs> Took two bars at school, smoked a joint in the toilets, fucking walked out, got picked up from the old man. He's like, oh, you're on something, aren't you? I was like, no, no, I'm not. He's like, no, you're on something. I know you are. I'm not fucking stupid. I was like, no, I'm not on anything. Drove me home. And at that point, oh, well, I forgot to mention this. I, I had a huge problem with Seroquel. Right. Um, I, it's a lot of people will say, oh, you don't get high off Seroquel. You can't have a problem with it. But to me, I, I got some form of feeling of taking like 300, 400 milligrams of Seroquel. Well, it's all meant for something, right? Yeah, like exactly you're right. Feel something. Yeah, but um, yeah, I was prescribed Seroquel because I, uh, I got into, I got a drug induced psychosis um, when I was 14. Wow. Um, from smoking synthetic weed. So for nine months. That shit was dangerous. Oh, fuck yeah. So for nine months, I would just wig out, you know, like I just wasn't the normal person. I was just fucking fried. So I got put on this other medication. It helped with the psychosis. Then mental health was just fucked after that. So I got put on Seroquel. Um, to, I think the Seroquel was for me to get off weed or some shit like that. But either way, it was for like some form of mental health. So I was put on Seroquel. Mum was put on Seroquel. And I was like fucking heavily getting in the circle, just stealing me tablets. I ended up stealing a whole box of me mum, unfortunately. Mm. Um, stole her pills. Um, as I was saying, was at school, had the two Zans, came home. Dad said I was on something. I uh, walked into the bathroom, had a few bongs. They didn't know I was smoking all that shit. Had a few bongs, it was all sorted. Dad's like, all right, stay safe. Don't do nothing stupid. I've got to go to the gym. Uh, so I walked into the room where I had all my tablets hidden. Took some fucking Seroquel, just, well, not some, I only took one Seroquel, there were 100 milligrams. Took that, just fell straight on my bed. Apparently, about halfway to the gym, my dad just knew something was wrong. Mm. So I called up my neighbour, said, oh, fucking go knock on the door, see if fucking Reef's all right, rah, rah, rah. Um, there was no answer, so my fucking neighbour broke into my bedroom window and was just shaking me and I wouldn't wake up. I was just fucking limp. <laughs> So I woke up probably, I think it was like 16, 17 hours later, I woke up with my mum sitting next to me just fucking crying, and she was just like, oh, I know you're on Xanax. I was like, fuck, how'd you know? How'd you know? She's like, mate, I'm a fucking nurse. I'm not stupid. Mm. I was like, fuck. So I had to go through all this like talks and shit, and then I was put through therapy and all that shit, you know, and unfortunately with therapy, like therapy helps a lot of people that go through shit, but- if you're doing therapy like once a month or even, you know, every two weeks, it just brings up the same shit, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, it right. just fucking it don't help. Like in some regards it does, but you just go through the same shit and you're just stuck in the same cycle and they'll mm. be like, oh, these pills don't work, try these. So that's where I really got my love for pharmaceutical drugs was just going through therapy, unfortunately. Fuck. And I was just on, yeah, all sorts of different types and it just really impacted a lot of my friendships, you know, like a lot mm. of people wouldn't trust me because I was just fucking – Stealing shit, you know, stealing drugs off people. I had it bad, but I've been, I've only, like the last two, three years, I've mainly just struggled with alcohol. Every once in a while, I'll go back to Zans, but nothing like I fucking used to be. Yeah. Bro, wow. thank you once again for being so honest and no, sharing no, that's that. All right, man. That's all what would you tell a young person now that, you know, it came to your attention that maybe they wanted to start 
experimenting with with any of the drugs that you've talked about? Never. Yeah, Never fucking right. try them. Drugs. What about weed, bro? Because you speak of weed fondly, and I do jokingly, bro, but yep. I will say this to you right here. I do not feel like I have any type of an addiction to it. I may smoke very, very occasionally, bro, yep. and it's, it's you know, maybe once or twice a month, and yep. it's not to excess at all. Um, and so I'll, I'll just put that out there on front street. Yep. What are you, knowing your addiction, knowing what you've been through and how marijuana sort of added to the problem, Yeah. what do you think now in that same vein of giving people advice around Well, I wish I never tried weed. Like a lot of okay. a lot of people tell you like, oh, yeah, weed's great, helps your mental health. And, and look, weed has a lot of great medicinal benefits, oh, like real, with cancer yeah. and all that sort of shit. Used like it responsibly. Doesn't, yeah, right? exactly right. But fucking a lot of people, you know, especially like in high school, They'll fucking start scabbing. This is what I was doing. I was scabbing money off heaps of people just so I could fucking afford a stick at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. Like, I, I had it bad and still do. But if if I didn't try weed, I think my grades would have been a lot better because yeah. at school I'd be, you know, fucking learning science or maths or some shit, and I wouldn't be worried about the subject. I'll be like, Thinking okay, I've weed. scabbed $5. Yeah, I need yeah, another yeah. 15 so I can get a stick at the end of the day. Wow. So really it, it takes a lot away from you and – um. When there's been times before where I've quit weed just for because I've just got over it, you know, and those times where I've quit it, I've probably been the happiest I've ever felt because with weed, you're only going to be happy once you've got your weed, you know, like a lot of people that I know, people I've worked with before, like my mates, they'll be shitty all fucking day, but as soon as they have their first going, they're happy. Now, that's not a good thing. You know, you're relying on that. You're dependent. The science behind that is actually quite simple and it's true of 90% of. Um, illegal drugs of addiction and yep. probably 100% of prescription drugs. Um, you know, addiction's a funny thing. We, we, we cruise along a plateau yep. at, at, let's call it, the level. Yep. Drugs and a tolerance to drugs create a, a bit of a valley. Yep. And when you're addicted, all it's doing is bringing you up to a level. Yeah. That, that's well, yeah. Bro, cigarette straight smokers, up, though, like when I, was, when I was a heavy weed smoker, yep. I reckon I was happier just before I had my first cone. Yeah, really? Yeah. Because yeah, of the wow. relief that you experienced that you were about to have your That's first right. Cone. And then you have yeah, it, okay. and I was like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fucked. yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't fucking I, concentrate. I actually, I, I do agree with that now, especially yeah. since, like, with work and that, I'll be, like, like I was saying before, I don't smoke before work or anything, but I'll be at work, you know, I'll be like, oh, fuck yeah, get, get stoned this up, I'm so keen. Yeah. And then as you're saying, as soon as I have that first bong, I'm like, oh, like, this what's, is what's all the hype about, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, but you know, yeah. you're you're exactly right with what that. Do you, eh? What are you? And I, this isn't turning into like the drug episode. Yeah. I, I certainly don't want to frame, but just to round it all off nicely, bro. Yeah. Uh, how do you see yourself moving forward? Is there is there a drug free existence for you? Do you feel um, moving forward at some point? I don't. I don't want to quit weed just yet. Oh, I'd really? like to in the future. I'd like to just smoke it of a weekend, you know, like casual use. Yeah, exactly right. Um, same, same with like what I'm doing now with alcohol. I don't use it all the time. I don't use it yeah. every day. I only use it for special occasions. Congratulations on that, yeah, by cheers, the way. Cheers. Oh, it yeah. was the hardest thing, man. Like fucking I imagine it would be last week on the Monday. You know, first day off in fucking ages. Fuck, I had the shit so bad and. You know, I'd go go home. I'd fucking get cranky. I'd be throwing shit around, and because I got fucking you know bottles of alcohol there, fucking beers in the fridge. I see it everywhere, and I'm just like fuck. Like I could really just have it, and I'd be fine. Mm. And yeah, it, it was it was hard to get over. But the the biggest wake up call for me is uh, for my alcohol problem was probably I think it was like two three weeks ago. Um, I got up on a Sunday. I just felt fucking sick. I like mm. just felt like absolute shit, like not hungover, just my muscles were sore. So I had three shots of gin. My body felt fine. I felt yeah. better after my three yeah. shots of gin. My body was that just that fucking used to alcohol. And I've had mm. heaps of mates like, man, you need fucking help. you got a problem. I'm worried about you. And it's all that shit. I'll just pass it off. Like, ah, I'm just partying, you know, but mm. when really I knew that I had an issue. Physiologically, the yeah. signs are there behind their closed doors when yeah. the mates aren't around. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, bro. Look, too much for sharing that, bro. Thank you. I well, hope it serves as a message to some of our, you know, listeners. Yeah. I feel like, though, we need to bring it up a notch. Yeah. The Gauntlet 
begins now. Okay, you know out there to our loyal listeners and viewers, it's time for the gauntlet. Braze is going to throw out a beat for you, sir. Uh, and you How just you going, bro? You ready? Bro, yeah. you do your yeah. thing. Bit nervous, but I'll give her a crack. Just give it a red crack, crack, bro. We just, we just started slow, bro. Started slow. You take your time. Curation. Tell me a bit to get into it, but I'll get it. It's all right, bro. Take your time. When you're ready, bro. Yeah. Hey. So shout out T-H-O I'm a new e-boy like TKO All these people talking shit but they don't know my flow I ain't yes. fucking with you though I be hanging with my bros and all these people say that Rest in peace to the coolio I wanna live in gangsters paradise but I can't make it Truly every time I'm rapping cooking like it's bacon And all these people are mistaken My mind is vacant I need to go on a fucking damn vacation I've been getting <laughs> wasted And people are waiting for me to make changes But I'm too wasted off my face, I'm brainless and I'm brain numb and I cannot Oh fuck, hold up. Bro, bro, fire. Hey, and I'm flowing, and I'm going. All these people knowing that I'm true. Oh fuck, hold up. Give me a sec. I'll it's go all right, bro. Bro. It's the nerves. It's bro. All right, bro. That was fire. Dude, bro. That hey. was fucking you want to keep fire, going? Yeah. I'm so nervous. They treat me like I'm worthless. <laughs> yeah, I never scratch yes. the surface. I'm truly a burden. Catch me sipping bourbon. In the whip, I'm swerving. Lately, I've been hiding behind the curtains of my emotions. And I'm sipping on this potion, on this magic liquid. And I'm feeling shit. All these people acting like they're living on top of it No one on top of Mount Everest That's the highest peak that I've been at when I was on drugs again I remember popping Zants I remember drinking lean I remember all those days when I was just a fiend Now they're telling me Do you understand what it means to be a clean man? No I don't, I'm a still junkie I'm a still dumb fuck Bro, bro, put a fucking pin in it, man. That was fucking dope. That was dope, bro. Fuck, bro. Yeah, it's 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 tough position to be when you're dropping freeze, especially, bro. Like that is a tough thing to do. And coming off the tail of the conversation we just had, it's a lot to process, bro. Well, fucking done. Yeah, well done. Oh, you want to go again? Go again. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. Get yourself into the zone, brother. Hey. So why they love me when they judge me and they treat me like a junkie? Maybe I'm just money hungry. Maybe I need to get out of this concrete jungle that I'm living in and I do hate it. All these people rap cause they just wanna get famous. I don't even care about the playlist or the A-list. I don't care about the celebrities. I don't wanna be the greatest. I just wanna help people who be going through the emotions. Lately, my whole life has been one commotion. Lately I've been left unopened and I've been so misspoken. And all these people choking when their raps are misspoken. They don't know what to say when I be spitting. I'm not quitting. I'm just by hidden like OJ Simpson when he was in prison for hidden wind. <laughs> fuck off All these cunts talking shit like they got guns, bro I don't care what you... Oh, fuck Oh, bro Hey, <laughs> and I'm still coming with the rim of when... Oh, fuck, bro <laughs> Bro, wait, you you've done it, you've done it You've done it, bro You've done it, bro I'll leave it with that That was fucking fire, bro Yeah, bro, fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. We we live for those moments, bro. Yeah. We really Much do. It's, um, yeah, we've, yeah. We've, we've got a heavy burden, don't we, bro? <laughs> no, bro. Well done. Well cheers, done. Cheers. Um, All right. Now. now I have a serious question. Time yeah. to get deep. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you put that at the wrong time, oh, bro. Okay, right. Wait, wait for my question. You said serious question. <laughs> I was being sarcastic, <laughs> bro. I, I, I'm curious now. Your your, you know, your name, brief, yep, right? Yep. That plays into the DVSR. Yep. Yep. Now I have a comment, right? You were talking about being divided earlier when yep. it came to 
you know, how should I how should I focus my efforts with music? How could I market this as you know something? Bro, what about what about you know? I'm not sure if this has been done. Two stage names. Two stage names. You have a genre with DVSR, which may be your emo yeah. rap, but yep. what about like I don't know, destructive fucking Q. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, does, something like that. Country or like whatever. Yeah, it yeah, is. No, I, get, I get what you're saying, <laughs> bro. Why isn't there? Why can't artists market time to get deep? <laughs> See, I told you, bro. Because yeah. what, what about fucking Bruce Willis back in the day? Right, he's an actor. Yeah, but there was a period where he was known as Bruno. Right, and he yep. was a musician. Right? Yeah, like true, same, true. Two art forms, one dude. Yeah. So, like, it could be true for you too, bro. If yep. that's just another suggestion, you know, yep. like a split persona almost. You know? I, I, have, <laughs> I have thought about it. I've been recommended by a few people to give it a go. Yes. But I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I just devious is just for everything because I'm starting to. Uh, I've been looking up heaps of footage. Um, from because I used to film a lot when I was younger. Yes. Um. So I've got footage of that. I'm thinking about starting to do vlogs, like DVSR vlogs, and have like three different channels of yeah, just different but... shit under the same name. No, that's cool. But um, yeah, I've I've thought I have thought about going under a different stage name just for like my um, like keep my rapping and my singing under DVSR. But when it yeah. comes to like my real experimental sound, like yeah, the yeah, yeah. have and, like a new yeah, label new, for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've thought about it. I just don't know how to go about it with distribution when it comes to yeah, Spotify and yeah, shit yeah. like that. We're we're in a similar position, bro. Like we yeah. talked about earlier. Like we've got some pretty cool content. Um, that was released under the original THO banner yeah. that we've since delisted because we've really focused our efforts onto the underground hip hop stuff. Yeah. And so, like that, if you ever answer that, bro, let us know how you go because <laughs> maybe we can learn from you. you yeah, know what for I mean? sure. That's, for sure. that's cool, bro. For sure. But no, on with the deep stuff. On with the deep yeah, stuff. Yeah, okay. Well, so you touched on already like impact to mental health a yep. few times, right? Um, and a lot of that had to do with drug use and yep. et cetera, right? Um, like, just take us there, bro. Like, you know, what, you know, what, what, what did you have to deal with? You know, like, yeah, um, mental health, uh, probably started for me. Unfortunately, probably the first time I ever, um, tried offing myself, I think I was nine years old. Holy shit. Jesus. Bro. And that was, um, so, yeah, due trigger to, warning themes of suicide. Yeah. And yeah we were unaware of this, but bro, please shit. share us. No, yeah. cheers. Cheers. Um, it all started just from, you know, losing my brother. Yeah. That was hard. That um played a huge impact on me. And then went to primary school and I had this kid who fucking picked on me about it, you know, which oh, was just fucked. Because yeah. I, I when I when I was um younger, you know, I was like real short and like a bigger boy and fucking he's like, Oh, the only reason you're that fucking big is because you ate your dead brother, rah, 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 oh, thinking he was a funny God. cunt. Uh, um, that's fucked, so I got bro. bullied pretty much all through prime well, not all through primary school, but parts of primary I was bullied. And then when I started going to Bulladeela High um, I got bullied all through there, so I had to change high schools. Um, but the the drug use mainly just started because I, I was just bullied, you know, mm, and fucking yeah. I went through just a lot of shit. Like, speaking about losing my brother when I was five years old, at that point, um, well, after that to now, mum unfortunately had upwards to nine miscarriages, unfortunately. Yeah. So oh I've, I've been an only God. child my whole life. I've always wanted to be a big brother. I remember being 10 and... um. Mum said she was having triplets and we went camping and she had a miscarriage. She had to go home early. I didn't know what was going on. I still Jesus. thought I was going to be a big brother. Came home, was having a shower. Mum knocked on the door. She was like, oh, just to let you know, we've had another miscarriage, by the way. Just fucking broke down, just started punching the fucking bathroom wall. So yeah, just from just from a young age, just going through shit like that, I just, you know, just needed to find a way to escape. So I was 12 years old, smoked my first cigarette. Made me first bong, fucking had me first sip of alcohol. And then when I was 14, started fucking using ecstasy. And then 14, 15 is when I got into the pharmaceutical shit. And um, yeah, it all, it all just stemmed from being fucking bullied and fucking going through just losing shit like that, you know? Persistent theme God. of loss yeah. in your life and the coupled with that early sort of childhood trauma, bro. Like yeah. it's, um, yeah, I think it's, and, and you're aware of it. Right, like you, you, you're fully aware of it. But you know, after talking with you today, bro, and yeah. this is literally like our first face to face conversation. Yeah, yeah, you, um, you outward, outwardly, 
appear to be this happy-go-lucky kind of yeah, guy yeah. and you scratch the surface and it's never more evident than typically when we fucking have these talks. Like, yeah. people have got depth, man. People oh, have got stories yeah. and yeah. I feel like I really want to see you do well, bro, because I'm a big fan, yeah, right? Cheers. Like, I just, just on that music level. Yeah, like, cheers. I'm like, I appreciate fuck, that. this dude's doing things that are kind of like out there yeah, and yeah. I like that. I yeah, really respect, like that, bro. Respect. And I really want to see you prosper, bro, but, but yeah. to hell with the music, just... Just for you, bro, yeah. it would be nice to see you come through this. And I hope you, you know, you're given an opportunity to work your way through it. Yeah. And it sounds like you've been doing a lot of that work by oh, yourself, yeah. largely, bro. So yeah. big ups, no, big respect. ups for respect. that shit. Because that. that is one of the hardest roads that you'll ever walk. Yeah, you know? definitely. And, definitely. And keep, keep using the music as that outlet. Oh, oh sure. Bro, sure. Yeah. If, if, I, if I never started music, I don't know if I'd be here, you know? Like, music mm, yeah. is just... Saved whenever I've been, by the sound of it. Yeah, for sure. Like, whenever I've gotten to that point, like, oh, fuck this, I'm going to go off myself or some shit like that, you know, I'll be like, no, I'll write a song. You know, as soon as I'm, like, halfway through the first verse, I'm like pumped i'm excited like fuck yeah that yeah. bar just wrote that's so sick there. you know yeah exactly right yes. just like and so music saves my life in that sense and then seeing it help others you know it just makes me feel like okay i've got a purpose if i can help whether it's one person a thousand people or a million people as long as i can help one person fucking stay on this earth and not do anything stupid uh, my job's done you know what i mean bro, can, I'm gonna can ask I you, I'm gonna ask you a, a serious question yeah right how how much of you can you put of you fighting through your personal shit yep. to the fact that you've lost your brothers or your, your like your siblings that were miscarriages? Yeah. So what I'm trying to like I'm putting myself in your position and then looking at it from say your mum and dad's perspective. Yeah. Right. How much how much of that has pulled you through those hardest times? Oh, it's fucking music has helped every, every little bit of that, man. Like that's why I started, that's probably why I started writing poetry, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because it was just, as we said before, a creative outlet. Um, But yeah, like going, going through that shit, one thing, like I I always try to look at my cup being half full rather than half empty. Yeah. Um, It's just one thing my dad's always like drew it into me. Like with the whole thing of, Mum having miscarriages, me not being able to be, be a big brother, even though it was like my biggest dream I ever wanted. I got to look at actually, okay, I am probably blessed that I'm an only child because my parents are able to do more with me. Sure. Um, they're able to look after me more financially. I'm yeah. able to do more things musically. A little bit more freedom. You know, I got more freedom. I got downstairs to myself. I can do yeah. what I need to do, you know, shit like that. So I just, I, I just try to look for the good things. And then same yeah. with, um, just the, there's always someone who's got it worse than you. There's always someone who's going to have it better, but there's always someone who has it worse. Yeah. You just need to remind yourself that. It always that. strikes me as amazing when people who go through a lot of trauma and have outwardly, like, you know, your experiences are fucking heavy, bro. Yeah. And, and some of the best people seem to have this attitude of, I could have it worse. Yeah, exactly. I see right. it all the time, bro. It's just and the it's way amazing to, help to me. No, hundred yeah. percent, bro. I'm not saying I'm not critiquing your method. It's yeah. simply an observation. Yeah, bro. What I will say to you that I you 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 talk about being able to be helpful to yeah. other people, and it's important that you do that through your artistry or or through your everyday life. You're yeah, just a yeah, good for dude. sure, for sure. Um, but, bro, it's also important for you to fill your own cup. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. And so, like, self care is pivotal, and and like, I know you, I know you probably won't like to hear those messages because yep. people in that position typically don't. Uh, like you said before, you're like, oh, they just talk to me this and that, bro. Yep. But like, like seriously, having a look at the things that, and maybe it is your artistry is filling your cup, bro. Like yep. you said, you write a. You write a couple of bars and you're like, holy shit, that's fucking dope. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Maybe that is your self-help, bro, but whatever it is that, that ignites that flame in you, bro, you really focus on that, eh? Mm. Like, because, you know, there's only so much you can achieve by being helpful. Yeah, that's true. You know what I that's mean? True. You've got to help be helpful to yourself, bro. Yeah, and I sure. just, yeah, 
Once again, bro, fuck, too much for sharing yeah, what you've shared. Yeah, thanks for sharing, bro. Much respect. And, bro, look, the, the, one of the last questions, bro, what's next, man? Yeah, next, bro, man? tell us, light Shows. up, light this room up, bro, because it's real dope. That's, yeah, that's yeah. all I need. So if there's anyone out there, fucking, and you need Someone an Someone get this act, man a yeah, fucking get, show. Yeah, get me a fucking <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah, just, yeah, perform, performing. Like, that's all I really want to do next. Because you yeah, said I mean, you, you've been a part of one show that was put together and you were given a spot to perform bro and yeah. and you're kind of chomping at the bit at this point to like get out there yeah. and that's you know the evolution of DVSR fucking yeah. um, so you performed in Newcastle yeah bro? Mayfield Bowling Club yeah, um, yeah, yeah. shout out the Wiz um, and Mix King they're the ones who yeah. got Mix King shout it out the Wiz they set it up um, fucking because the dudes I was talking about before Alon Solo who Mix and master my first album, and then Hugh Jones, who produced my first album EP, I should say. But um, yeah, fucking, because I was always working with them. Like they're the ones who got me into production and sound engineering and shit like that. And that was like fucking years and years ago. And then fucking randomly, Alon tagged me in Mix King and Wiz's post looking for an mm. opening act. And they're like, oh yeah, get him to fucking have a try. Rah, rah. So I went in, you know, I was just fucking shit scared, like nervous <laughs> as fuck. Nerves, probably, yeah. probably had like four to four to six yeah, beers just yeah, to get the nerves yeah. out. I and use then, that uh, excuse too, bro. Fucking yeah. <laughs> 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 um, But then, yeah, so one of my mates, uh, Laz, Novo Laz, he goes by, he done the first, um, first opening act. And then Wiz came up to me. He's like, all right, you're up next. Fucking gave him a USB, rah, rah, hopped up and I don't know, like as soon as I was up there, you know, I just pretty much blacked out. Like I don't wow. remember any of it. It was just like, I was just that fucking full like, Out of adrenaline. body experience. Yeah, it was crazy. And, but um, luckily um, someone in the audience filmed it for me. One of my mates filmed it for me. And fucking I watched it and I was like, fuck, this is Why am this I is levitating sick. on stage? Yeah, <laughs> but I'm looking at it and I'm like, fuck, this is sick. And like, um, I got I got a snippet of it on my Instagram somewhere. It's also on my 5 p.m. somewhere music video. But because um, that's the song where I perform 5 p.m. somewhere. And I got a line where it's like, I drink all day and I drink all night. And everyone was fucking screaming it out at me. The song <laughs> wasn't released. They just fucking heard it. Clicked on just to clicked onto it, you know. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, fuck, like, no way. And just <laughs> after that, I got my first taste for performing. And I was like, fuck, yeah. I need to do this more. So that's I've been trying mad. to contact places that organize shit. We'll, just all we'll see if we can line yeah, something yeah, up for yeah, you. Oh, that would be sick. I'll be down. No, Bro, I'm just shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's shout out Izzy because we haven't done it yet. Yeah, shout out Izzy. Shout out Izzy. Shout out Izzy. We got a button for you, Izzy. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Every episode. Yeah. Bro, because bro, you've yeah, made Izzy. Shout right? outs, bro. But, but let's, like, yeah, give us who, who, yeah, who would you, you like got, to bro? shout out. Who are we talking about? One out, this week? Right, right. One out be, yeah. 23. Shout out. Um, Sabrigo. Haunts is a fucking wet. I love Haunts. It's fucking yeah, music. It's crazy. Yeah. That EP you done. Um, Fucking Teeks, he's my boy Teeks. Um, he's me and him have been making music since we were fucking like year eight. Wow. Um, fucking my boy Porky. I have to shout out my mate Sandy, my mate Jesse. They fucking do a lot of runarounds for me when I need to get the video shoots and that. Um, oh, there's probably heaps more. I just can't think yeah, of too many people. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Cheers. <laughs> shout out to Mum and Dad. Yeah, yeah. Bro, dope. Biggest, <laughs> biggest supporters, say the legends. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, fucking, there's a lot of people to shout out, but just uh, a yeah. big shout out to the whole fucking Australian scene, man. Like, yeah, the, the, yeah, the scene bro, is leveling up. It's fucking crazy. Like, I remember fucking when I first got in the Oz rap, you know, it was just Oz rap. And as people will call it now, like, fucking, some people don't like the term. It doesn't matter, but they'll call it gutter rap, you know, like yeah. with that cursor stuff and shit like that and Antara and all that. So we had that sound, and then we had, um, I remember some dude calling it barbecue rap, like fucking <laughs> Bliss and Esso and Hilltop Hoods and shit like that. And, um, you know, now we're starting to get melodic rap into Australia. Like yeah. we've had the Kid Leroy, we've got other ones that are up-and-comers, like fucking Mason Dane, Oliver Cronin, um... You know, and now yeah, I'm starting to, to see people in Sydney that, yeah, he's fucking, he's, he makes killer music. Mm. Now we're starting to get hyper pop in Australia. There's a fucking dope artist called Moist Crack. There's another one called fucking uh, Lyra's uh, Atomics. Like, there's just Hang the, on. the Australian. Moist Crack? Yeah, yeah that's I, I legit was, his I was, name. I was going to take the moral. <laughs> no, no, no. Right? That's the, on, that is legit his name. Okay. But um, yeah, if, if you're into like funk, 
all hyper pop. Like his shit's just crazy, Bro, and he, we'll he produces yeah. and sound engineers. It's just 100% on the name by alone, him. we have to check that <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, oh dude, trust <laughs> he, he makes some killer music though. Like we've we've only spoken a few times me and him, but yeah, he's from Sydney. Okay, um, yeah, he's, he's fucking like a target. Yeah, yeah he's dope. He's dope. <laughs> but um, yeah, the the Australian scene it's crazy. Like we're fucking yeah. creating. There's so many new waves that are happening now, and it's fucking sick to see. Well, bro, us, bro, we fucking hope the best for you. Bro, Jeez, we really do. We're gonna love, we're gonna continue love. to follow your journey, bro, and spe- you know specifically um, try and put you in touch with some people that might be able to help you mm-hmm. move towards Sick. your ultimate goal of. Uh, performing space and, yep. and time and and bro we're really interested to see where you go and and you know we genuinely wish you the best on your journey and and however that may look bro but yep. you on on a final note bro you you deserve whatever you're going for much love so be very careful about how you choose your target yeah for All sure right? for sure right on brother yeah bro, bro. and guys. look if you um if you stuck around this long yeah yeah look leave we us a you. like Please subscribe to the channel because yeah. we're just getting started. Absolutely. Massive movie. shout out again to 20 Large. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope you like that, Jared. That's just for you, brother. Uh, yeah, hit the yeah. boys up at 20large.bigcartel.com for all your merch needs. Yeah. They'll keep you looking dope. Uh, and bro, I guess, thank you yeah, very no, much cheers, for coming thank on, man. Thank you for coming thank on, you. brother. Cheers. We, we appreciate you and your time. Until next week, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. That's fucking sick. (laughs) 